Welcome to House Call with Dr. Mack, where you get a real doc with straight talk for the whole you. It's here in the House Call community where we have created an inviting space for you to hear individuals' health stories, gain healthcare providers and other experts' perspectives. It is our mission that with the knowledge you gain here, you will be able to connect your own health doc, see a complete picture of yourself, and begin to experience whole person care. So, let's sit down. Let's get started. Let's have some conversations. Let's connect these dots. Let's get some straight talk. Hey, House Call community, welcome back. It is season six. Can you guys believe this? Season six. I'm so excited, as you can tell. And if you're just joining our community for the first time, you can go back and listen to all the other conversations that we've been having. Just go to your favorite podcast platform and find House Call with Dr. Mack. You can subscribe. We would ask that you also leave us a review. All that does is it makes it easier for other people to find. And just tell a friend. Tell one, two, up to three friends of yours about our podcast. And that way we can help so many other people connect their health dots and begin to experience whole person care. So this season, we have had a ball. If you haven't had a chance to go and hear Mrs. Danita Jones update, you gotta go hear that. It's louder, louder, mommy. That's all I'm going to say. And so this week, we have Dr. Diana Lake with us. She is an ER physician who has made a transformation that a lot of people probably have been thinking on their own, like, you know what, I'd really like to do X, Y, and Z when it comes to my health and my wellness. And she did just that. She took the leap and she's helping others do the same. How would you like to stop taking medicine to cure your ails and start using diet and exercise to live healthy? Why don't you come on over, listen to the conversation, watch us on the conversation and pick up some great nuggets So as I always say, grab those notebooks, be them old fashioned, pen and paper or electronic. Let's sit down, let's get started. Let's have some conversations. Let's connect these dots. Let's get some straight talk. Hey, House Call community, welcome back. You are here with a real doc with straight talk for the whole you. It's season six, and with each season, things just keep getting better and better. We have great individuals that come in and share their health stories, and we have awesome healthcare providers and other experts come in and give their perspectives. And sometimes those experts, it's kind of a dual role. They give their individual story as well as their expert perspective, and today is no difference. And we have in the House Call community, Dr. Diana Lake. Thank you for coming, Dr. Lake. Welcome to the House Call community. Thank you, thank you. I tell you, you know, it's been such a great 
opportunity for me to sit here with the House Call community and help people connect their health dots. We talk about helping individuals come in and give their stories and healthcare providers giving their expert perspectives. And we hope that as people take us and allow us to make a house call, they're able to connect their own health dots and begin Mm -hmm. to make better health choices. And so, you know, I always love how, telling the, in the community how an individual came in, because that's part of connecting the dots. Right. And um, so if you'll just <clears throat> indulge me just a little bit, I would like to tell people how we connected. And it was through social media, yes. actually. So social media can be good sometimes, <laughs> you know. And we're part of a Facebook group, Physician Moms Facebook group. And I saw you talking about a transformation journey that you were on, and it piqued my interest. It caught my eye. And I started following you and I go, I need to talk to her. She needs to come in and sit down. And so that's how you came to the community. So welcome, welcome, welcome. And we're going to talk about this transformation. We're going to talk about this journey that you're on and how you're helping individuals to go on their own transformation journey. So can you give us a little bit of your background, your your medical background? We've said you're a doctor, so can you give us a little bit of medical background? Yes, definitely. Well, thanks again for inviting me. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> this is awesome. Uh, so um, <clears throat> I'm Dr. Diana Lake. Mm-hmm. I'm emergency medicine trained. I'm actually in my 14th year of practice. Wow. Uh, trained in the Bronx in New York. Okay. Um, and um, moved down to the D.C. area, I would say probably eight years or so ago. Okay. And so I am currently transitioning from working as a full-time ER doc mm-hmm. uh, to actually being a traveling uh, ER doc. So okay. I'm going to be doing locums, mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. which for people who don't know... You basically are an independent contractor yeah. and you, you're you hired by different hospitals to work in the emergency department. So you do what you do there as you would do in any other ER, mm-hmm. except that you're not a salaried doctor. And right. you come in, you do what you need to do, you go home. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you stay for extended periods. Right. Uh, some locums will do six months at a time. Some locums will do, you know, just permanently mm-hmm. there. But not as a salaried, right? You know, you just there as a consultant. Okay. And so that's my transition uh, right now, as far as medicine is concerned. Mm-hmm. But I'm also transitioning in other areas of my life, okay. as far as the fitness stuff, which yes. you alluded to. Yes. Uh, so I basically went from probably about a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. deciding at that point that I really needed to get my fitness and my health in order. Not that I was unhealthy, uh-huh. but I it wasn't a priority. Gotcha. Yeah. It was kind of you went when you went. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. You were kind of like, oh, hit or miss. Kinda yeah. Like, okay, yeah, let me do something this week. Or... Exactly. It was, you know, okay, I haven't been to the gym for two or three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> let yeah. me go today. Right. You know, it was one of those things. So it wasn't really a priority. And, um... After having two kids, you know, gaining weight during the pregnancies, mm-hmm. one of my pregnancies, I gained almost 50 pounds. You? <laughs> so, oh yeah. So, basically, I lost some weight after each of the pregnancies, but it kind of creeps up on you yeah. over time, yeah. you know, and uh, over a 10-year period, I went from being 
like in my 130s weight wise to mid 160s. Oh my. And I had lost weight off and on with the pregnancies and came down mm-hmm, and, you know, mm-hmm. but it was just not the same. Mm-hmm. You know, you lose the weight, but yeah. then it's kind of like fluff everywhere. Right. <laughs> I hear you. I hear so, you. So we're I just was like, like the tone? What's going yes. on? Right. This right, doesn't look right. right anymore. Right. <laughs> and so I really just decided, you know, that I wanted to really make a commitment okay. to getting myself just in the best shape I could be in because this is really about you being your best you, yes. right? So it's not like you're comparing to anyone else or anything like that. I'm and glad you said that. Exactly. Yeah. And so it was just, you know, I know I can do better. This is not mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And so that's where it really, that was the impetus for me is, you know what? I'm telling my patients every day, you know, exercise, you know, eat this, do this, do that, you know, giving all of this advice, I need to also be taking care of me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that was where it really, the the switch kind of went off for me is, you know, um, as professional women, we have all these hats, you know, your mom, your wife, your, you know, daughter, your sister, your, you know, you're doing all of these things. And then you've got your career where there are all these responsibilities that goes with that. And you're trying to juggle all of these different things. And a lot of times the thing that falls behind is we fall behind. We fall behind in taking care of ourselves. Absolutely. We fall behind in taking care of just our health and fitness and wellness. Mm -hmm. Just whether it's meditating or trying to get a little, you know, R&R at the spa or whatever. Just taking that little time for yourself. We forget to do that because we kind of put everyone else's needs above our own. Yeah. And then... You know, we struggle because, you know, you're trying to do all these different things. And so basically for me, I just got this switch that went off that, hey, one of these days, Mm -hmm. if you're not taking care of you, you're going to just fall apart. And then everything else you're trying to accomplish is not going to happen. That's right. Because you haven't been caring for yourself. That's it. That's it. I, I'm so glad you talked about basically filling your own cup. Yes. Making sure that you put the oxygen mask on first. Yes. Or, yes. You know, if, if filling your own cup didn't resonate with somebody, you know that scenario of when you're in the airplane and they tell you the safety precautions. Yes. And they tell you when that little orange mask drops <laughs> down and there's somebody beside you that needs help, you're supposed to put yours on first. Yes. Because if you're passed out, you can't help anybody else. Absolutely. And that's what I hear you saying is that you needed to put on your oxygen mask Mm -hmm. first. And so this transition that began with you actually going a little step beyond just going to the gym and taking care of yourself. It actually went beyond that into bodybuilding and weight training. So, (laughs) I mean, you know, like I said, I'm seeing these pictures and I'm going, oh, my goodness. You have these like transformative pictures before and after. I was like, whoa, what is she doing? And you were talking about taking this leap and how you've now transitioned to locums because now you're going to be helping other people. So tell us with you, you know, we've been kind of talking back and forth and you talked about when you jumped into the realm of bodybuilding. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I hope that's what I'm, I'm, I'm saying it correctly. And um, body sculpting even and training that it wasn't only the exercise, but there was the nutrition component that came along with it. Yes. And you had kind of a light bulb moment about your own education when it came to the nutrition part. Can you tell us about that? Yes, absolutely. So basically, 
you know, in medical school, as we were talking about, you know, yeah. before we started the, the show, we had minimal, minimal amount of, you know, dedicated time in our curriculum for nutrition. Absolutely. You, yeah. You picked it up along the way, you know, just a general things nutrition wise that you would teach your patients, mm-hmm. but there wasn't really an emphasis on nutrition at the beginning, along the way, toward the end, anywhere. It was just kind of, you got this little bit of it officially, and then you were kind of left on your own to just kind of figure it out, really. Uh, Yes, yes. Um, I remember that myself. I was telling, I remember hearing not only from my patients, but even from close family members. They'll say to me, well, why doesn't the doctor tell me about what I'm supposed to eat or how I'm supposed to eat? Or And I would tell them, well, uh, we only got this amount. And they would look at me and go, are you serious? Yes. And so when you saying that uh, as well, I'm like, yes, it wasn't just us. It, yes. That's kind of the culture. Yeah. We're taught to manage chronic disease. And so this piece of nutrition that you started delving into kind of woke things up for you on another level. Yes. Yes. So basically, you know, as you just said, the way Western medicine is structured, the curriculum focuses on just the, you know, pathophysiology of disease, which is how disease happens. Mm -hmm. So you learn all of that. You learn on a cellular level, even what causes disease, right? And then how do you medicate it? Right. We medicate right. everything right. in right. this country. Absolutely. <laughs> we medicate Absolutely. everything. Everything. Oh, oh, there's a pill for that. that exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know. So that's what it is. Is the way medicine functions here? You know, we're not trying to eat our way to health. We're trying to medicate our way to health. So there's just so much medication, medication. Oh, give them this. It's like knee jerk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You come in with this, they give you this. You come in with this, they give you this. Right. And and it's, it's very almost robotic the way that we practice medicine, you Absolutely. know, where it's almost, you know, someone comes in and without really listening to what they're saying, mm. because when they come in, sometimes what they're coming in for is not really what's going on. That's just a symptom of something else. But because we're so fast paced and nobody's listening, <laughs> you, you know, you they're just kind it. of, okay, this is it. the complaint and this is typically what we use for it. So a lot of people are kind of doing this knee jerk thing. Yes. And so nutrition, it's never really brought into the, in the picture because that's something you really need to sit down and talk about with someone and, and have educate time. them yes, so that they understand why am I eating this? Why should I not eat this thing I've been eating for 20 years that tastes so good? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> why should I eat this other thing, which may be just as delicious, but if you don't know the nutritional value of it, you're not going to make that switch on your own. Wow. So I started thinking like, okay, I know why I'm doing this because I've asked the questions, Mm. you know, when I was in training and preparing for my competition, I probably annoyed the crap out of my trainer because (laughs) (laughs) you're like, I need to know. I needed to know what I was doing. I'm not one of those people. You just tell me do something. I'm going to do it. So I needed to understand Mm -hmm. why are we doing this and why are we doing that? Because then my motivation to do it will be just easier because I know the benefit of it. There you go. Right. So if I don't know and you just say go exercise, like we tell all our patients, why? That's such a good point. But if you say, listen, it increases your testosterone and your libido, (laughs) 
you have more energy, you can sleep better. You know, if you start giving benefits and you can actually give them that dream on the other side and they can see, well, okay, well, just like when they come in with the blood pressure, that's what I do in the ER. When mm. they, when the guys come in, especially African-American men will come in. A lot of them have undiagnosed hypertension. Mm-hmm. I got to give them something they can relate to, to start taking it seriously. Yes. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I start giving them possible things that could happen if they don't take care of this. Wow. Because a lot of times they'll say, oh yeah, the last time I was here, someone told me my blood pressure was high. Huh. Okay. But what did you do then? <sighs> Nothing. Wow. I felt okay. That's why it's called the silent killer. Yes. Because you feel okay. You feel fine. So then you have to actually sit down and go through all of the potential things that, you know, it's going to happen when the blood pressure is uncontrolled for a long period of time. And that's where you started doing preventative medicine yes. in the ER. Yes. So I started actually <laughs> doing preventative medicine because I would catch people at their moment of vulnerability. Yeah. When you're in there and you're sick for whatever the reason is, or you're scared out of your mind Mm -hmm. because something's going on that you don't understand. Now you're ready to listen. That's true. Sometimes you're ready to listen or sometimes you're upset that this has happened to you and you just want to get out of there. Hmm. So you kind of have to sense where they are. Okay. If they're in a hurry or they're upset and, you know, they're just not going to really receive it, then mm-hmm. I don't go into it because okay. it's just going to add to their stress. That's true. <laughs> that is true. So, so you're very perceptive too. Absolutely. And you, you have, have to, to be. You have to kind of take a step back from the rush and really hone in and see what this patient really needs. Absolutely. Wow. So you, you're in the ER, you're starting to practice a little bit of preventive medicine, you're doing your own transformation. And so now you've realized, wait a minute, I feel I can do a lot more if I start helping people and actually helping them train and understand. And so is that kind of how this, this big shift kind of happened for you? Very similar to that. So basically what it was, was, um, I'm in the emergency department, I'm seeing patients, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm doing what I can to give them the preventative medicine stuff they need. Actually, sometimes going through their meds and looking at their med list, like, why are you on this? And then they're like, oh, I don't know. And, and so you're like, okay, you might want to go back to your primary because I can't make changes in their med list in the ER. That's something they need to be doing with their primary provider. Mm -hmm. So then I'll usually give them little tidbits of things they can do for their next visit. You know, write this down or do this or ask this question or, you know, something like that. And then of course they're asking me, well, can you be my doctor? Right. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I'm like, no. No. I, I'm the emergency doc. <laughs> you don't want to see me on a regular basis. Yes. Because, you know, they well, like that engagement. Listening. Exactly. And they're like, wait a minute, but I want to have this conversation, you know, and continue to understand what's going on. And so usually I'll tell them, okay, write this down. And when you go to your yes. next appointment, ask these questions. I'm so glad you made that point. I want to I pause here just for a moment when I can and, and try and give these little nuggets. So one thing that I used to say as well is write your medicines down. Whenever you go back to your physician for your visits, make sure they know the name and the dose. 
and right. the times that you're taking them and making sure that, okay, if I've gone to see my primary care doctor for this and then I go to see a cardiologist for this and maybe I have to go and see a GI doctor or gastroenterologist for that, that everybody knows what you're taking and what and everybody's on the same page for those that mm-hmm. med list because that is a huge thing that happens where people get lost in the shuffle. Absolutely. So that was one thing that's great. You know, I don't know how many ER docs are catching that, you know, yes. just being able to say, hey, look, wait a minute minute you know write these things Mm -hmm. down make sure you go back make sure you know why you're taking this medication for what exactly now the the medication thing is just one small aspect you know because especially with the older population Mm -hmm. a lot of them may not be literate when it comes to you know reading the bottles Mm -hmm. so some of them don't even know the names of the medications they're on. And I'm talking about, you know, majority of them are African-American where they're coming in, they have all these meds literally in a plastic bag, sometimes 15 bottles, you know, all of these things. Some of them, they shouldn't even be on. Wow. That should have just been for two weeks or, you know, was just for a specific thing that they should have done just for a short period of time. But because the discharge instructions either weren't very clear or they forgot, or whatever the scenario, they've got this mixed in with everything. Or, you know, if you don't have a system that's comprehensive, like, you know, I worked for Kaiser, Mm -hmm. and because Kaiser has a very comprehensive system where Uh, every specialty is under the same roof. Right, right. We all share the same medical record. Yeah. So it's very difficult to get duplicate medications, right? But if you don't have that system... And you just have somebody, like you said, one person, you know, you're going to a pediatrician one day, you're going to, not a pediatrician, but like a gynecologist one Mm -hmm. day, you're going to a neurologist another Mm -hmm. day. They may all be giving you medication. Some of them may have side effects. They don't know you're on from another provider and things like that. So the medication thing is huge, 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 because there's just so much interaction between medications. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so that was just one of the things that in, you know, in my practice, I would look over what they have. Mm -hmm. And if it got too crazy and it was just too much to go into I would just tell them, listen, you need to go back to your mm-hmm. primary doctor and they literally have to go over this list with you. Right. And right. tell you why you're on each one and which ones can be removed. Gotcha. That you no longer need. Gotcha. Wow. And so, you know, in that process of understanding that um, there's really a need to start connecting with people on that level and talking about just the preventative stuff, mm-hmm. as I was going through my <clears throat> my training for my 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 bodybuilding competition, mm-hmm. I started realizing that, you know, in just your normal everyday life, you really do have time to do this, mm. you know, and there's a way to get people to understand that fitness can really become a, an integral part of your life. Okay. So you're saying that there is time in your day to Absolutely. do some type of physical activity. Absolutely. Absolutely. So explain to Okay. Us. So I looked at my own life, you know, working, you know, probably at the time I was doing maybe 18 shifts wow. a month, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, in, you know, ER shifts are tough. Yeah. They're very stressful. You know, you're doing 10 hour, 12 hour shifts. 
Um, and you know, you've got charting to do sometimes afterward because you haven't finished all of your documentation. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm sure all docs know that. So you get home and sometimes you even have to do another hour of work because you just haven't finished everything while you were on your shift. So you've got that. Then you've got a household to run. Mm -hmm. You've got a significant other, you've got kids, you've got ailing parents, you've got, you know, social obligations, you've got all of these other things going on and you still have to have your professional life in order. So you're doing all of this stuff. And so I'm thinking to myself, okay, um, I'm, I have all these different things going on yet. I'm working out multiple days a week, you know, sometimes Mm. four or five days a week, you know, I'm doing my meal preps. I'm, you know, preparing my meals. I'm doing all of this. So I'm like, how am I doing this? Yes. How are you doing this? Because <laughs> I need to know. I so need to know. that's what I started thinking. You know, how am I doing this? And the way you're doing it is you prioritize what's important to you. Mm. That's really what it comes down to. With anything we do, yeah. the more you practice anything, you're going to get better at it. There you go. Whether it's a foreign language, whether go. it's an instrument, the more you do it, the better you're going to become. Because you're learning the tricks and you're learning little things you can do to just improve your skills. So what I realized was I really wanted to do this competition. I really wanted to get in shape. I really wanted to get physically, emotionally, mentally, you know, strong. Ah. And and when you start doing weights, I think it just is just something about it that just switches in your head and you just get this. You just get this sense that it's almost like a Wonder Woman feeling. <laughs> you feel like you can do everything. You feel like, oh my God, I just lifted I, that. Wow. So now you just get this sense of confidence that you can really, you know, go out and whatever your other things are that you're doing in your life, you just feel like you can do it all because you, wow. you just get this sense of accomplishment. Okay. Okay. And that's what it did for me anyway. Um, And you just feel like, if you could do that, you can definitely do this other thing, whatever it is that you've been kind of keeping on the back burner. Mm-hmm. And you just get this sense that, you know, you're motivated and you want to get stuff done. And, okay. you know, you just get this sense that, you know what, I can do it. So I'm hearing that it's it's a whole body type it's, yes. of experience, for lack of a better word. So yes. it, it, it centers your mind, your body, your spirit. It just, it, it connects everything. And... If from what I'm hearing is that the more you do it, the better everything else kind of gets. Everything well, else kind of falls the, in place. The more you do it, the more it becomes a priority. Okay. Because now if you're competitive like I am, <laughs> like most doctors right, are. Right. <laughs> that's why we go to medical school probably because we have that drive, yeah, you know, to get through medical yeah, school. Yeah, you have to have yeah. a, a, you have to a, a little you know, Yeah. So you have to have a yeah. sense of commitment to something yeah. because it's not it's not something you just do in six months right it's a long haul so a lot of us already have that in us we have that yeah, that that ability to focus when we want to uh-huh so it's already there okay so i'm thinking while i'm going through this whole thing like you know there are a lot of professionals out there who feel like oh i'm too busy right but it's really not. It's really that you haven't chosen this to be what you want to do. Ah, so give me a typical. Now I know 
when you're training for competition, that's different than when you're doing your regular routine. Yes. So say somebody comes to you, and we're going to give all of your social media contacts and Mm -hmm. how people can get in touch with you um, to be their trainer as well. Say somebody comes to you and says, I'm not necessarily wanting to do bodybuilding, but I want to make this a priority. So... How would you help them to to think of a typical day, I guess? I don't know if I'm saying this correctly. No, I understand what you mean. So basically, the way that I did it when I decided I was going to do this competition was I looked at my schedule. Okay. I'm a big scheduler. (laughs) (laughs) Write everything down. Uh If you're not on the schedule, then it's not happening. (laughs) Oh, you weren't on my schedule. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) I hear you. I mean, that's how I have structure. If it, yeah. it has to be written down somewhere or else it's just so much going on, you're going right. to forget. Um, so you look at your schedule and you just kind of think about how you use your time because it's really a time management issue. Absolutely. So if you're spending two hours on social media hmm. or watching TV or talking on the phone or, you know, what is it that after work is stealing your time? Mm. You know, um, for most of us, uh, we can probably get 30 to 45 minutes of exercise three or four times a week in easy. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Either you get up earlier. Okay. Right. So what some of, I'm, I'm running a fitness challenge now and I have two physicians that are in the challenge right now. Okay. And one of them is an anesthesiologist and she has to be at work very oh, early. Oh yeah, because the yeah. OR starts. Yeah, the OR starts seven. very early. Yeah. <laughs> you, you so in case. order for her, because she's made this a priority, she has to do her workout in the morning. Wow. So that means she has to get up even earlier yeah. to get her workout in and, you know, get her smoothie or whatever it is she's wow. making for breakfast, you know, so... We basically did a whole nutrition thing. This is our week one of the challenge. So we did the whole nutrition stuff. Um, I had an expert come on and talk to them on a webinar about nutrition. Awesome. Yeah. So basically, um, they understand now what they should be doing with their diet on week one. So moving forward, that's already done, checked off. Wow. Right? So as we move into it, they know what they should be. Yes. They know what they should be eating. They know what should be on their plate. When they look at their plate, they know at least half of that plate should be green. Hmm. Right? We've heard this before, house call community. (laughs) Wow. Say that again. Half of the plate should be what? (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, half of that plate should be green. It should be some vegetables there or at least colorful. If it's not green, it should be yellow or orange or red. <laughs> there should be some kind of fruit or vegetable on at least 50% of that plate. Yes. And then the other quarter of your plate is going to be your protein, and the other quarter is going to be a really complex carbohydrate. Uh-huh. So, you know, we're talking sweet potatoes. We're talking, you know, maybe quinoa, brown rice, you know, something like that. If it's breakfast, and you know, would your starch would be probably oatmeal. Uh, or something like that. Or, you know, then we talk about proteins. So they know what their proteins should be for lunch, you know, for dinner, for a snack, for late night, for Ah. breakfast. So, you know, we go through the whole thing. And so you're equipped. There you go. Right? You're equipped with information that when you're hungry, you, okay, I know what I need to do. I'll grab maybe 10 to 12 almonds. And then uh-huh. drink, you know, uh-huh. um, eight ounces of water. 
That should curb my appetite. You know, just little things. It's exactly. little things exactly. that you just don't know. Nobody's walking around giving you this no. information. Where are you supposed to get it from? Right. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, my goodness. This is awesome. This and is so, awesome. you know, and so I was just thinking, okay, the way you do this to make this work is you look at your schedule, you see where you can fit it in mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you make it fit. Yes. So something has to be removed because it's a zero sum game, Right. So you have to take out something to put something in that's going to be good for you. There you go. So whether it's an hour at the spa that you want just to relax, something else has to be removed to get that that time. Yep. Because the time is still 24 hours in a day. There you go. So if you want to fit in that one hour of going to the spa or going to get a massage or going to get your back aligned that's mm-hmm. been hurting you mm-hmm. forever, you haven't mm-hmm. gone to the chiropractor, <laughs> you know, or whatever it is. Take care of you and put that on your schedule. My spa day is is indelibly pressed into my schedule. I love it. I love it's it. It's not coming She's off. Like, let us be clear. It is written down. It's cast in stone. See, I you love know, that because I mean, you just have to find have time to. to take care of yourself. You do. You do. And so that's the way that I made it work for me. Is I looked at the schedule. I said, you know. I need to remove, well, I don't really watch TV anyway, so that was helpful for me Mm -hmm. because that is something a lot of people struggle with. A lot of people watch four hours, you know, three, four hours of TV a day. So if you're doing that, maybe cut that down to one and a half and and use that other time time to, to, to work out. You don't have to go to the gym. You can literally do it at home. Wow. And I love the way, I, I love the segue that you're talking about. You can, you can do it at home. You don't have to go to the gym. Um, cause we're going to be doing some things. You're going to show me some, some things we can do at home <laughs> okay. or, you know, we're going to, we're going to probably go to your gym. We're going to work it out where you can show me and we can show our house call community things you can do at home yes. or things you can do on your own. Or if you do go to the gym, what you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have limited time, if you don't have a lot of chunk, a big chunk of time, but yes. that you can do something to get your body moving. Yes. To get that exercise in, to get that piece in that will connect the whole body together mm-hmm. and really start helping us make better health decisions and make better health choices. Absolutely. You know, Dr. Diana, I have had such a wonderful time talking to you. I'm looking at our time, and I want us to wrap up this conversation and put a nice little bow on it. Um, I know that you you kind of alluded to it a little bit, but you are a trainer now. Um, you do take on clients um, for and, and help them train. Is that correct? Yes. So okay. what I do right now, the way it's set up is we have the challenge going on, and okay. the challenge I'll probably end up Closing, you know, registrants this week because I want people to be in early and all of them to kind of go through it together. Okay. So um, we're going to have it open probably till midweek this week. Um, The challenge is still open for people to register. And Um, I will let people know that if um, this episode is going to come out at the beginning of the year. So when you have your next challenge, we will have that in the copy. Okay. Of the show. Sure. So sure. We'll, we'll let, I just wanted to let people know. Okay. Um, I know we're recording this a little earlier. Right. But go ahead. So what I have right now is um, people do the challenge and then from the challenge, mm-hmm. we do a consultation. Okay. And then I see, because I don't have a lot of time to have a lot of clients. Mm-hmm. So I see who's motivated, uh-huh. who would be a good fit. 
Okay. So I basically pick my clients. Hey, I <laughs> you like know, that. yeah. Yes. So I basically get to know them through the challenge, and if I feel that they would be a good fit to do a one-on-one, okay, training with, then, then that's I the next then step. yes, then we okay. do the next step because um, I want to make sure that the time that we do spend together, they're putting in the work yes. that they need to do. Yes. I don't want to take some random person off the street gotcha. and then have to have, you know, personality yes. conflicts and all those other kind of things. I so see. I want to see what they're willing to do first. Okay. And your challenges are usually how long? We have 30 days and 60 days. Okay. But okay. interestingly enough, 90% of the people who registered are in the 60 day. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. So they really wanted to get the that most. Really, okay. Yeah. And then when you pick from this, from the challenge, they are now wanting to be trained for bodybuilding specifically or no, just to, okay. to basically get whatever their goals are. Okay. You know, they want to basically get some, for some people is losing weight. Mm-hmm. For some people is gaining muscle. Ah. Uh, and to be honest, you do both. Right. As you're lifting, you're going to lose fat and uh-huh. gain muscle. Right. But for some people, their goal is they just want to lose the weight, you okay. know, and if they gain a little bit of muscle with it, they're fine. Uh, for some people, they want energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so everyone has a different goal okay. why they're doing it. Okay. Um, so we just basically talk. I talk to each one of them so we understand what it is that they're looking for. So we make sure they get that at the end. Okay. Wow. That's awesome. So we're going to have how people can connect with you okay. in our copy and they'll be able to reach out to you so that they can find out where you're, you know, when you're having another challenge, how they can sign up for the challenge. Mm-hmm. And then further, if it's a fit for both of you, become one of your clients as well. Um, as we're wrapping up this conversation, we usually ask our guests to give our community a tip of the day. And it can be on the subject we're talking about or just something that's on your heart. But if you would honor us with a tip of the day, we'd, <laughs> we'd be, we, would, we would be honored. The tip of the day, I would say, is be good to your body. Mm-hmm. Just be good to your body, whether it's, you know, eating properly, whether it's um, exercising more, whether it's getting more sleep, mm. sleep, sleep, sleep. That's a big one, you know, because that's when your body is going through restoration. Your liver is regenerating. Everything is, you know, going through recovery when you sleep. So be good to your body, you know, eat well. Train when you can, physical exercise, whether it's just even walking around a neighborhood, that counts. Mm. Um, getting enough rest and finding ways to reduce stress in your environment, whether it's stressful people, whether it's, you know, stressful um Music. Mm. I mean, you can get stressed from so many ways. Everything that brings senses into our environment can be stressful. So whether it's what you're watching on TV, whether it's what you're listening to on radio, whether it's the people in your environment, you know, so just kind of just get a do a sort of a radar, you know, where is your stress coming from? And can you remove it? I like that. (laughs) I like that. Wow. So that's what I would say. And I mean, it's a well-rounded approach Mm -hmm. to having, you know, a healthy lifestyle. It can't just be one thing. You have to do it everywhere in your life. Wow. For it to really be meaningful. Yes. Yes. I like that. (laughs) And with that House Call community, we will see you back here next time. Bye now. Thank you.